0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Wow, that's pretty good. As opposed to, you know, when it comes to the health cards in the province uh, with 36 million. uh, No, what is it? I guess it's 13 million in the province, right? It's the country that's 36 million. What am I doing? Uh, Got ahead of myself there with about 13 million people there are what 14 million health cards issued <laughs> in the province of Ontario. I was looking at my old dilapidated torn up uh, red and white card that they want to retrieve. The, the health ministry wants to bring those in from the cold and then issue the the ones with the photo and everything else like that. So if you're hanging on to that, that's a collector's item. You might get some serious money for that at a flea market somewhere. Uh, however on the healthcare front before we get into our topics worthy of discussion panel On a great day for Talk Radio, there's so much going on. You know, we were talking uh, the last hour about mental health care and all the rest uh, with the AG, Caroline Mulroney, and how they're planning to uh, sue the opioid manufacturers and distributors and what have you. Uh, There was another issue. I guess the Ford government has reversed itself on health care and child welfare and so on and so forth to the municipalities standing down because they got a lot of heat on the uh, file, retroactive cuts that uh, a lot of... A lot of these communities, Toronto included, didn't actually factor into their budget, so uh, we were going to come up short by about $177 million, according to the city's manager. Well, on this matter, it's kind of interesting because uh, having reversed that particular aspect of Funding for, amongst other things, health care. Uh, the financial accountability officer here in Ontario has projected forward what health care is going to cost, given what the Ford government is doing by way of restraint and uh, also other things like the binding arbitration that was arrived at with physician services. Let's find out where we're going with health spending. This is the big-ticket item in the budget, after all. Peter Weltman is Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer, and he's just prepared an analysis of said spending. Peter, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Great to be back.
0: Well, listen, uh, I know that Christine Elliott, the health minister, was looking at a target of uh, keeping a lid on spending at 1.8% for health care. This was spending growth, 1.8%, roughly inflation or just under it how realistic or practical is that target well
1: the traditionally healthcare grows at roughly 4.2% per year and the growth is driven really by three major things. It's driven by population growth. It's driven by population aging. As we get older, we consume more healthcare, and it's it's driven also by inflation and not just consumer product inflation, but healthcare inflation, which is uh, which incorporates, you know, doctor salaries and incorporates equipment. So these tend to rise a little faster than than regular inflation. And these are things that are that are. You know, if you're a delivery person, you're doing health care, you're a government, you've got this program, these are things that are coming at you year after year after year. So to bring that down from a natural rate of 4.1 or 4.2 down 1.8 is a significant effort and will have an impact.
0: Well, all right. Uh, As has already been suggested by, you know, uh, the opposition and uh, as we heard. uh, By the way, did you prepare this analysis before or after the announcement that, came out earlier today, where the government 's reversing itself on that, so i 'm guessing that spending is going to be reintroduced, is it not
1: well it very well might be so no we don 't we can 't move that quickly we 're pretty quick, but we 're not that quick, so we prepared this report. Uh, to support the Standing Committee on Estimates. So there's a group of members of Provincial Parliament that will now start to review some of the spending estimates of the government. They pick eight departments or seven departments in this case. Health is the first one up, and so we prepared a sort of an analysis of the spending, some of the key points that the government was trying to introduce such as the healthcare teams and the long-term care investment and that sort of thing, and providing some context around you know how fast healthcare normally grows, where the monies are being moved to, where some of the, you know, where we're seeing some declines in spending, and then providing them with a series of questions that they, you know, suggested questions that they might want to ask the ministry officials when those ministry officials show up at the committee meeting. Hearing.
0: All right. And so, uh, I mean, these numbers, too, are compared against the Liberals and what they had projected in their last budget, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, we're getting a sense that uh, there is a, a net spending reduction of $2.7 billion over the next two years. That's right. Uh, and OHIP, though, ironically, is going up by a total of $0.9 billion in the next two years. Exactly.
1: So OHIP, the vast majority of that spending is going towards the arbitration agreement that was signed with the doctors. And in fact, it'll, it'll so that's the net, <clears throat> but, in, but in gross terms it actually is going to decrease more because money is going to be on the hospital side is going to be held fairly flat and uh, any growth in the other parts of the OHIP program are going to be used towards that, uh, that arbitration settlement.
0: Now, if I read correctly in this report, physician services expected to rise at an annual average rate of three point one percent. That's above inflation. Yep. Okay, so that's the binding arbitration. They got a a good a good deal, is what you're saying.
1: Well, they also. I'm not going to comment on the deal, but certainly there were things that they had to give up way back. And the other thing, too, I should mention on this arbitration agreement, is there's also a requirement for the parties to find savings. Uh, you know, looking at eliminating redundant procedures or re- recutting those sorts of things. So the savings that are that are mandated in the arbitration agreement have been factored into our analysis. I think it's $180 million next year.
0: Well, the Ford government has talked about reforming the system, uh, making it more efficient and uh, effective, you know, uh, getting rid of the lens and then having the super agency with these uh, different hubs and what have you. Uh, does this represent a significant change in terms of... Uh, say savings or a monetary output.
1: Well, that's what we're, we're waiting to see I think those are great questions that we need to you know the committee needs to, to ask the, the the ministry we've the government has has basically articulated a 350 million dollar saving from the consolidation of some of these agencies uh, there aren't any details in the estimates documents or the documents we were provided with to to show exactly how that money was going to be was going to be saved um, but the other side too is creating these these health teams is something that's uh, quite new uh, for Ontario and I think that one going to be more of a wait and see. We'll see how you know what the details look like. And you know that old saying, right, the devil's in the details. I think in this case we're going to have to wait and see what the details look like. And I think it's going to be something that'll have to that'll likely iterate over time. I mean, this is a big system we're changing. It's been around for a long time. So we'll have to just see how this thing unfolds.
0: Again with Peter Weltman, Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer prepared a report on health spending in the province. Tell me, though, what what is the point and purpose? I mean, is it just to give us a sense of Where we stand, a snapshot, a lay of the land, or is there anything else beyond it? No, the
1: point and purpose of this is really to assist the members of the provincial part- parliament the people that we elect whose job it is to hold the government to account to ask the questions that uh, that you're asking me and that that all that all kinds of folks are asking themselves and this is what we were hoping to to you know that's what that's what that's why we exist to some degree is to help our members get in there understand the issues in more context ask those difficult questions and uh, be able to report back to their constituents about what it is that they're
0: that they're finding. And, and do you almost prepare actuarial tables, as you say, aging population, increase in population through immigration and what have you, and so on and so forth, and then how that impacts on healthcare spending?
1: We do have those. We didn't provide those to the committee. We do we do use that as part of our modeling. So because we've been around now for four years, we've been able to gather some of that information. The ministry provides us with a lot of that information as well.
0: All right. So this is like signposts on the road, and I guess it gives the minister uh, something to go by in terms of where we stand at any given time. Is that correct?
1: Well, I think it gives, again, the MP minister's got a huge department to support her. I think in this case, it gives the MPPs, uh, I think I like the idea of the use of road maps is sort of like, here's. What the game plan is. Here's what the goalposts are. Um, how are you know? How is the government intending to achieve those outcomes? How much money is it going to cost to achieve those outcomes? How do they know if they've gotten there? And how are they going to report that back publicly?
0: Yeah, you know, I'll dial it back to one of my initial questions where uh, Christine Elliott is planning on a target of 1.8% for healthcare spending, and uh, that's not unprecedented, but over the last 40 years or so, it's only been achieved, I guess, uh, two times, and that was really uh, because of financial constraints through uh, recessions in in the the early days of Bob Ray and uh, Mike Harris' governments.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So that adds some context. So you can plan for 1.8, and you can put that up there as a target, but... You'd want to know, because this program affects so many people, I think uh, there's probably, I would say, a willingness to know how is it going to affect me, how is it going to affect my constituents, how is it going to affect these sectors of the population. Uh, this hasn't been done for a very long time. How do you know you can do it? What are the risks around being able to achieve this? There are things. What can go wrong? How are you going to mitigate against that? So these are the sorts of things that... Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to see come out of the, the, the standing committee meetings and I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get a front row seat.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you've given us one effectively to understand again how this all plays out and uh, when you break it down numerically, it gives an appreciation because uh, maybe nobody should be surprised if restraint is in the wind. Uh, it doesn't come without some pain and some compromise or unless they can find these efficiencies. but. It's a fascinating insight. Uh, Periodically, we'll check in, Peter. I appreciate your time this afternoon.
1: And I appreciate being here. Thanks,
0: John. You got it. Peter Weltman, again, is Ontario's Financial Accountability Officer. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.